Episode 15, Happy Returns, Part 2. Hi, this is Dragnacarta, DM for Curse of Strahd, Twice Bitten. You're listening to the Twice Bitten Podcast, a campaign where five Curse of Strahd DMs head back into the mists for a hauntingly familiar adventure. Starring Jack as Betrion, Kaya as Lillison, Linus as Amity, Serena as Kiva, and Twy as Erthrandir. You can catch the horror live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Twitch at twitch.tv slash rcurseofstrahd, or watch new episodes every Monday on YouTube at youtube.com slash c slash rcurseofstrahd. You can also listen to new episodes of this podcast weekly at anchor.fm slash twice-bitten, or wherever you like to syndicate your podcasts. Now, let's get right to Ravenloft. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Curse of Strahd Twice Bitten. Thank you again for everyone sticking around, and let's dive right back in. I believe, Amity, as you find yourself glancing down at this darkened terraced hill, the sounds of the storm mounting upon you, and as you look down, you can see atop the great terraced hill, an enormous black egg. The egg stands there, massive, easily 20, 30 feet tall, perhaps more so, casting a dark shadow as the light of the full moon shines beyond it. You hear the fluttering of great wings far overhead. And as you look, you can see a great black shadow with long bat-like wings casting across the moon, darkening its light. And for a moment on the surface of the egg, you see sweeping across it the silhouette of a tall, gaunt man flickering across the surface before dissipating into shadows. As the massive silhouette's wings spread across the sky, you see suddenly crawling forth from the earth, slowly at first, and then moving toward the egg, six serpents. Their bodies, black and brown and green, covered and intertwined with twisting vines and brambles. But as you can see, their skin is marked in places with old, dried, in some cases fresh, liquid crimson. Blood that marks their bodies in spiraling, twisting patterns. Together, the six serpents begin to make their way around the egg in a slow, eerie, slithering dance. Slowly, they draw closer to its surface, to each other. These long snakes beginning to intertwine with one another until their long serpentine bodies are intertwined with one another, pulling fully around the radius of this massive egg. And then slowly they begin to slither up the sides together, the ring, this Ouroboros of serpent on intertwining with serpent with serpent begins to pull up around to the center where the egg bulges out and slowly they begin to twist tightening, pulling their grip taut as they intertwine, their coils growing tighter and tighter. Lightning strikes in the distance. Thunder booms 
and there is no rain, only the crackle of the storm and mist and fog rising from the edges of the hill begin to pull and wrap around the sides of the egg. There is silence for a moment, and then, as the serpents pull taut, their muscles flexing beneath long serpentine python bodies, there is a terrible cracking sound. And then another. And then, with a terrible cacophonous chorus of splintering and crunching, the egg sweeps open, a massive hole puncturing its center with darkness and a gale of black shards bringing with them a chill, icy wind sweep forth from the crack. This gale of black ice sweeps out, forming a massive cloud that slowly forms into a silhouette, a giant monstrous shape, amorphous at first, and then slowly forming long claws that sweep through the air across the hill with inky black tendrils extending from its head and from its feet. It towers above the horizon, seeming to grow and grow to impossible sizes as you watch. It moves forward, and with a single step, moves its way to the base of the hill. You see now, below the hill at the sides, extending in acres and acres around it, hundreds and hundreds of vines bearing healthy purple and green grapes, and as this massive foot comes down, all of them, every acre crushed. You watch once mounted atop the vines, nine black ravens suddenly call, calling out in alarm, squawking in terror and fear and scattering, just barely escaping the zone of impact before the foot crashes down this monstrous form, destroying the acres of vines that lie below it. Slowly, the silhouette steps forward, one foot after another, and in its wake you can see where once healthy vines grew, there was only black ashen rot, the earth salted and gouged and scarred, a deep pestilence that descends deep into the earth, great splintering cracks of black mud and decay and ruin. You hear a distant sound of bird cries growing closer, and as you watch the nine ravens that had escaped now swirl through the air, you see I'm approaching to you now, hovering above in the air as the silhouette continues its inexorable march from the hill. The ravens pull toward you, multiplying, splitting, until there is a storm, a vortex of swirling black feathers that surrounds you. For a moment, your eyes go dark, nothing more than the feathers extending in all directions as the ravens engulf you. There's a terrible splintering sound in the distance. And you open your eyes to the sight of thin rays of gray light seeping in as your compatriots arise for the morning. Morning comes uh, for the Wizard of Wine's winery, and Amity awakes. I wake up with a start and immediately go to the window. The window is clear. There's, there's a bit of a drizzle, but... No big... Claw things in the distance, or ravens swooping in to attack. Make a perception check. Incoming. That is merely a six. Oof. Too foggy, perhaps. It's The fog is reasonably strong today, but try as you might glancing through it, you can only see the be 
beginning of the dark cult tree line. Nothing more beyond that. Well, I'm going to get up and sort of try to tread lightly around the others um, to go across the hall to the kitchen and just start... Um, I don't want to say it's stress baking, okay? But, like, let's say it's uh, non-stress baking. Abject terror baking. Therapy Calmness baking. baking. That works. It's, it's just, you know, convenient that you have to punch a lot of dough. <laughs> <laughs> the others can wake up on their own time. Yes. All right. Well, Linus, you, the rest of you see uh, Amity looking at the window and then hastily making her way upstairs. Uh, Amity, as you come to the kitchen, you do find um, several of the Mardikovs. You find uh, Dag already there working alongside Elvir as they uh, seem to begin to be putting together something resembling a breakfast. Okay, I will, of course, help them out. And I will also make... Uh, some very small uh, additional treats on the side that will come into play, surely. Just some, um, I, I, I want to, if, if there's room for something like small and sweet. Uh, yes, uh, Elvir and Dag seem quite grateful for your help. And um, I'd say you're able to make us perhaps some small pastries or something if you would like, just a small addition to the meal. Um, the ingredients, you know, as mentioned, are pretty sparse, but there are a few things that you can kind of put together to uh, make a pleasing side dish that it seems most of the family and your uh, fellow travelers might enjoy. Oh, thank goodness. From the way Linus was describing them, it sounded like Amity was making explosives or something. I mean, can she? Is that around? Yeah. Is there gunpowder? I mean, you don't know if she took a level in Artificer. Yeah, I mean... Oh my god, she actually could. And you got the PM dragon about which type of poison I'm using? Oh, yes, 100%. Ooh, I hope it's Midnight Tears. I love those. So, the rest of you awaken, meanwhile, as Amity uh, makes her way upstairs. Uh, the day is yours. Yeah. What are y'all doing? Uh, so, when Metreon gets up, uh, he kind of, like, st stumbles around a bit. Um... And uh, realizing that he just put his jacket on without his other clothing uh, to go to sleep in, uh, he takes off his jacket uh, in front of everybody um, and puts on the armor and the shirt and the jacket um, and sort of stumbles around for a moment, uh, looking at where he's at, taking in the fact that he's still in this, this fermenting area, uh, but he will... He'll kind of go up. Are, are uh, Randy and Kiva awake? Well, I think, yeah, is probably, like, blinking, probably writing when he's getting up. And he kind of opens his mouth to say good morning, sees the state he's in, and then promptly directs his gaze to the ceiling. And kind of let, while he finishes dressing. Morning. I'd say I'd say you notice it's it's not like he's hiding it, but there's definitely this uh, return to de feeling defeated, the same way that he did uh, before he got drunk. Um, yeah, and he's just uh, kind of keeping to himself, though. 
<sighs> you sleep all right? Oh, are you talking to me? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You're fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's as it's, it's good as I could. Well, as can be expected in the circumstances. All right. Yeah, I can buy that. He kind of shuts his book and stands. Well, I'm going to go... I think Amity's been in the kitchen helping the Mardikovs. If you want her, I uh, have some to do while it's still early. I need to go drag those corpses out to the road. So I'm a have a good morning. He's going to kind of tromp out of the room. All right, and you're looking to remove the druids' corpses? Uh, yeah. He is going. Earthrendir is going to. You know, take whatever belongings they've still got, make sure that they've got everything, and the ones that he's going to leave the one that his knives kind his sides kind of eviscerated alone because he's not touching that. But he's going to uh, drag. You do actually, sorry to interrupt. You do actually find that it seems that they've already been removed. Uh, can he ask Amartikov where? All right. Uh, you pull over um, uh, Stefania, who has you know uh, the. the kind of the infant in her arms and uh, her, what seems like her teenage son just behind her. She blinks at you. Oh, you mean the... Yeah, the, the druids. Right. Um, I think uh, maybe others uh, took them out last night. Uh, didn't want to... Didn't want to... And she kind of glances a little helplessly down towards her children. He nods. Yeah, no, that's fine. Just do you know where? Uh, I think... Maybe out in the grove, you'll have some luck. All right. And thank they, didn't, you. they didn't want it too close. Yeah, no, I'm with him. I just thank you. And he will kind of. Of course. Good morning. She kind of makes her way past it, uh, and you hear her say, Elvir, Dag, what is that delicious smell? And you hear, <laughs> My dear, that is actually. And you can kind of see Amity, but then you make your way away. Yeah. He will peek in for just a moment, seeing Amity baking, and just give a very soft little smile, and then promptly head out to the grove she directed him to. All right. Um, you make your way slowly out through the vineyard, now quiet and misty. It takes you a good few minutes to find it. Um, make a, uh, I guess this would be an investigation check. Alrighty. And while this is happening, what are uh, Metreon, Kiva, and Lilithan doing? Uh, Metreon actually uh, will have. To, he's going to redon his uh, disguise, uh, so he's going to paint his face and his hair and all that. Um, he'll also use the last of the wine from Kiva's bottle. Uh, to kind of swish around in his mouth and spit out his mouthwash. While uh, he's doing that, Kiva's sort of like, uh, not pacing nervously, but she's just sort of keeping an eye. Um, And when he seems almost done, she sort of uh, clears her throat and goes, uh, can I ask you something? Uh, I mean, yeah, you can. No, I just... um, 
I was wondering if you could maybe uh, help me out with uh, a tattoo, actually. Uh, I mean, I'm not really much of an artist myself. I mean, I've done some on me, but why? Uh, I don't know. I feel... um, I feel as though I'm leaving a part of me behind here, um, and I just wanted to maybe commemorate that. I mean, yeah. Do uh, you want it now? Or? No, no. I mean, when maybe when we're back in in Velaki and and safe. But uh, you know, just uh, if you could, if it's no trouble. Yeah. Um, I'm- yeah, well, well, that's the thing. Are we getting out of here or what? I mean... I hope so. I don't want to stay here much longer than I have to, especially if she sort of drops her voice, if something else is coming back. Metreon shudders uh, when she says that, but uh, kind of st- kind of cracks his neck a bit and uh, steals himself. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, it's, uh, it's still early, so we can if we, if we get out now, we can... Can at least get to the gates, but you know, before afternoon. Right, and uh, thank you for even considering it. I know you know you've got probably other things on your mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, only thing right now is just not being here. And if you ever, you know, um, need to talk about. You know, whatever. Um, you know, I, I'm here. So, uh, and then she just sort of like leaves the room. <laughs> As you start to leave, uh, Metreon, you notice that Metreon kind of reaches out, uh, but pulls his hand back. You're not alone in any of this. So, she leaves. That's it. Yeah. There's an investigation uh, roll. Uh, that'd be a 19. Right. It actually takes you only around five minutes or so uh, to uh, dig up, or not dig up, but locate the, where the things appear to have been taken. Uh, and actually, dig up is perhaps more apt as you find a large earthen mound, perhaps five or so feet across, uh, that seems to have been dug up recently and covered through. Um, but given uh, the few shreds of fabric on the brambles nearby, you surmise that this is likely where the uh, corpses were buried. Okay. Earthrendir looks at the project, kind of muttering, damn it, to himself. And I think is going to, in lieu of having a spade to deal with that, he's instead going to start placing little cairns of stones every so often that lead from the tree line from this place along the tree line and eventually to the spot where the woods meet the road. Sort of a steady path that someone could follow if they were looking for it. And he's going to put that intersecting there along with probably something bright from his bag, maybe a bird's feather he's found or something to make it stick out. And then it's going to go back to the winery. All right, so, well, Erthrandir is absent. Um, let, uh, 
Davian, uh, Lillison, you see Davian approaching you. Uh, he kind of grunts, stepping forward, and affixes his uh, somewhat wrinkled eyes on you. Right, so... You lot sticking around, then? Or do you think that we might get our, uh, our fermentation room back? We are happy to be out of your hair as soon as possible. Um, I do still have no idea what they did to these things, she says as she slaps the side of one of the fermentation vats. I, I actually think that Kiva picked up one of the vials of whatever they were pouring in. Hmm. Well, whatever they did, it ain't fucking drinkable no more. Just sampled it last night myself. It's fucking rotten is what it is. Don't know, don't know how uh, hazardous it might be, but no matter what, I can be rest assured that uh, those vats uh, that's going to need to be disposed of, I should think. There's no salvaging them or anything like that? No, it's absolutely fucked is what it is. She nods and shrugs a little bit. He kind of shrugs, but you're not the one who'd Poor whatever it is, so what do you care? Right, well, if you're going to be leaving this morning, right? Anything else you need, or are we going to get back to uh, whatever? Um, although, it looks thoughtful for a moment. Is that it, then? You're going to be heading back to... Uh, where you come from, Velaki, I reckon. Yeah, that's, that's where we're going. That's the plan. I uh, don't think that we'll make Erwin very happy if uh, we tell him that all the wine was just spoiled, but it is what it is. You notice uh, that Davian's face hardens for a moment at what you just said, uh, and then his features very quickly kind of very purposefully return to neutrality. Right. Well, if you're looking to bring some wine, we do got a few barrels left on the wagon. A few downstairs I could have my boys rustle up. If I must, given, you know, what you've done for us and all that, I suppose I could uh, see to it that you got something to go back for your troubles. That would be most kind of you. Thank you. Right. Oi! Adrian! Elvia! What are you sorry sucks at? There's like a few moments pause and then you hear like very prompt footsteps. You know, Adrian and Elvia kind of glancing down. Adrian with the kind of raised eyebrows and Elvia leaning against the wall. Adrian uh, gives his father a nod. Yes, sir. Uh, Davian grunts. This lot. We're giving him the last of the barrels. Heading to the waterfall in, right? Get ready. Adrian nods. Yes, father, I'll get to it immediately. Elvia, you've got, uh... Elvia kind of nods. And uh, with that, they begin moving out. Uh, you see Elvia make his way out of the uh, loading dock and kind of turn around to the side where you saw the stable. And you see Adrian descend to the lower floor. Uh, at this point, uh, dear, you return and you see, uh, uh, 
Elvira leading uh, two draft horses out of the stable. As you enter into the fermentation chamber, you see Davian standing near to Lilithan and Metreon. Hey, uh, I presume by the horses outside, we've got some stuff to take back. We do. They uh, said that whatever was in the fermentation vats was unsalvageable, but they're giving us the last of these barrels as thanks for what we did. Oh, that's a whole season's... Are y'all going to be okay? Uh, quick question. Where is Kiva at this point? And Amity, at this point, I pre presume breakfast is finished. If you'd like, you can join the group as well. Yes, uh, we are bringing in plates of eggs, uh, toast for sure, a bacon... All right, She's and Kiva, are you rejoining as well? Thank you. Yeah, Amy. she would have. She would have. Um, after she left, uh, Metreon would have found the others. All right. So each of you do hear Erthrandir's uh, question to Davian. He grunts. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Well, truth be told, in good times, that it ain't much to put those barrels together. We got we got a pretty good crop here, most usually, but with how things are being left, this delivery ain't gonna last long. I suppose he kind of grunts, looking dissatisfied for a moment. You must have seen the, the state of our uh, vineyard out there, aye? We did. Truth be told, it ain't looking good because, well, we weren't exactly uh, what the druids did that uh, withered it down much. What do you mean? <laughs> well, lad, you know the name of this here uh, establishment, don't you? Wizard of Wines. Aye. And before it was owned by my family, stories say there was a wizard who left uh, a little something to help us along. Three little somethings. That, uh, well... I don't know how much uh, you lot know about wine growing, but Brovi ain't exactly the usual climate for it. But, well, you don't need real seeds to get vines to grow. Not always. What are you getting at? You mean this wizard here helps you grow these vines? Or is that what you're getting at? Are you fucking deaf? I just said the wizard was before my family. Learn to listen, you little. Anyways. Thank well, you I was that, saying, that sentence. Yes, there's some sort I'm, of magic that's carried on. Right, I'm in a good mood today. Anyways. This is good. I was All saying, right. before I was interrupted again, he kind of fixes Metreon for, for a moment before clearing his throat and continuing. Right, well... Historically, the Wizard of Wines has got three seeds, you might call them. They ain't seeds, you see. Look like, well, I suppose you might say they look like pine cones. About the right size for it. Glow nice and bright and green when they dig them out of the ground. And that's exactly what the bloody fuckers did. Who did? The fucking, the fucking forest folk, the goddamn druids and their little blights. They fucking took one of them, the fucking witch took the other, and now we're here fucking 
out of any vines. You got any more questions, smart guy? Yeah, what you mean by a witch? Oh, fuck. Right, you lot don't fucking know anything. Right. There's... Uh, let me... Uh, I'm fucking historian. There's an old ruin out east. Berez. Flooded place. Fucking shit hell, if you ask me. We got a bit of a bad neighbor. Get along very poorly. She's been a right fucking bitch, if I might say so. And whatever fucking reason, around the same time, the forest folks started coming up and putting their little fun. The bitch from Berez sends her f little minions sneaking into my vineyard at night and digging up one of my seeds. Ain't soon after that the druids come and they take the last one. Without either of those, I ain't got nothing left. And let me make this clear. Without those Barovia, ain't got nothing left. You're the only vineyard here. That I ain't the only vineyard here. I'm the only... S My vineyard is the only source of anything that's keeping these folks sane. You've seen what Barovia's like. Wizard of Wines is the only thing that's given them a little bit of heat to keep going. A little bit of warmth in the night. If I can't grow more, that's fucking short to hell. What have you done to maybe uh, not have this rivalry? Look, lad. Don't fucking come after me. If you are assuming that I've done anything less than my best, these are... The druids, they're fucked up. The bitch in Perez, she's... I don't fucking know, but... She's as fucked up as you can be, living up in a swampy old ruin like that. Well, you keep calling her a bitch, maybe that's why she's mad at you. Well, if... You think you're funny, do you? Oh, is that a rhetorical question or a legitimate one? Right. Well, another funny man said his piece. What it comes down to is this, right? If I don't get those seats back, if the vineyard don't get those seats back, without those gems, we can't fucking grow shit. Not in these lands, not in these, not in this soil, not in this fucking mists. Without us, that Barovian could have one more fucking drop of wine, except whatever it can squeeze from the goodwill of the Vistani. They don't fucking share. To be clear here, are you asking us to do something? Here, here's what I'm asking, here's what I'm saying. My family, we ain't no fires. We make fucking wine, we do what we can, but you, what you lot showed us yesterday was that you might be capable of a little something more. Now, I know you must not have been in Barovia for long. You don't look it. You ain't near pale enough, but... If you care one whit about these folk. Look, all I'm saying is that you could do a lot worse than helping us bring back our trade as best we can. So where do the ravens come in? Sorry, the fuck of what? The ravens. 
they helped us out in there. And when we were attacked at your family's inn, I saw giant fucking human-sized ravens. Do you know anything about that? I got no fucking clue what you're talking about. Can I inside check him? Me too. By all means. That's a 12. Eight. <laughs> Sad boy. Uh, He's an older guy. Seems tough to read. He's just kind of glowering at you for the most part. Reasonable. Have a nice day. You know, um, your family members were also quite quiet when I brought them up. Is that a trait that you guys all share? Sorry, what? When I asked them about it, they also decided to keep their mouth shut. So is that something that you genuinely don't know or you just don't want to tell me? Because what you're asking is quite a big ask. Look, let's... I don't know anything you fucking... Whatever you fucking talk about, giant birds or whatever. Well, it's a forest, you me. got birds. They seem to so know who what? you are. Well, yeah, fucking feed them. You give a bunch of birds bird seed, they're gonna take it. I can't speak for birds. What is this thing that we're supposed to be fighting? <sighs> right, so... No, that, that, let's let's rephrase that, that you want us to fight, because we're not yes, supposed to be doing please. anything to get yes. to anything other than getting out <sighs> Yeah, alright. So, as far as we can tell, the two gems we know where they are, one of them's down south, not too far from here. Yester Hill. It's where the forest folk, them druids, settle up. It took it uh, not a long time ago, a couple of days at this point. Not much we can do to get back, but if you could make your way there, try to do what you can to recover it. I'm not saying you need to clear out fucking Yester Hill. I don't know who lives there or what's going on there, but if you could get that, that seed back. Same for Berez. It's a little bit further from here, out east. Gotta pass by Selenka Pass and head south at Luna River Crossroads, but if you get there, I don't know what the old bitch and a little scarecrow friends have got for it, but if you can find where she's taking the other one, bring it back. That'll be good wine we can put out for these people. And why why do they have them? I mean, yeah. are they trying to grow their own wine? Yeah, what do they want from this? I don't fucking know, right? Do I look like a mind reader? You seem to have a lot more information than we thought you had, so forgive us for not wanting to run right into what seems like our deaths. And to get some gems for someone who's been pretty unhospitable so far, considering we brought back his home for him. And also, you've had these things in your family for years. Do you have a ballpark at what they could be doing with them, given their capabilities? That seems Hold on like one fucking moment. He kind of meets Kiva's glance with a long, hard, simmering glare. Don't you fucking imply that my family is anything but grateful. We'll give you your goddamn wine, ain't we? We're oh. giving wine to take back to the winery. This isn't for us. You ask for it, we're giving it. I'm sure we we'll are doing this for your family. Maybe listen, if listen, you hadn't... What fucking family? It's not that we think that your family's ungrateful, just you. So, uh, again, like my, like my companion uh, asked... What's waiting for us there? Why and how are we gonna? Uh, how would you want us to deal with it? 
we need to know things. You can't just keep uh, just uh, sending us out on things, just uh, hoping that we do something about it and uh, hoping we survive it. You know, I mean, you said this, this Gester Hill place is uh, filled with a bunch of druids. Yeah, we almost died fighting five of them. So four of them, rather. So right now it takes a lot for at least me to get motivated to do something about it. Especially when you're being such a fucking twat. Hey, Kiva. Justified. Davian just grunts and waves a hand. Fuck it. Do what you want. See if I give a damn. My boys will see your wagon loaded. Then I'll see you right the fuck on the road. Sir. I understand how you're feeling right now. Or actually, no, I probably don't. But more to the point... We are probably the only folks who are going to be able to approach this. You may not have the information we want, but if you want us to even be able to, like, start to think about this being a possibility, and we are thinking about it, as evidenced by the fact that we're still here and haven't stormed off five minutes ago, we just need to know what you know. I will not. We will do our best to not imply anything. We will do our best not to impugn you or your family's generosity. But everything you've got on. That's all. If you genuinely have nothing else, then, well, we're not walking into that because I'm not walking into a settlement of people with that kind of power. But if you can tell us anything else, then we can talk. Make a persuasion check. All right. Just uh, uh, just uh, in character, but uh, let me rephrase that. Uh, does it seem like Erthrandir is interested in pursuing this if if he get offered more information? Reluctantly, yes. So with that, can I help with the persuasion role? Uh, if you'd like to say something. Yes, so I, uh, I look at Arithandir, seeing that he is curious about it, and even, uh, despite having almost died to them, uh, he, he at least wants to know more, so he goes down and he looks Davian in the eyes, and, uh, he goes, listen, we can be friendly about this, we can be civil, we can be cordial, we just need to know what's going on. And as he says that, uh, the red pupils in his eyes expand and his voice gets a little bassier and he's going to go ahead and cast friends. Oh, shit. Woo! Oh, boy, we're going to die. But I am excited. All right. Um... So... I suppose, uh, I mean, I will say, unfortunately, you were already helping Erthrandir to, uh, roll with advantage here as you were assisting with his persuasion check. Um, uh, but I will say that friends lowers the DC. Okay. Okay. Let's see how this goes. Fifteen. 
And that advantage was much needed because the first one was an eight. All right. Davian pauses um, and you see him kind of slump his shoulders for a second and he glances back toward you, meeting Metreon's eyes. A bit of weariness in his voice. Right. Well, the most I can tell you is that Yester Hills just got druids and whatever mountain folk warriors they've got up there. Big old fuckers with axes and leathers. Maybe the blights, I don't know. Most of them seem clustered around a big old tree to the south side, but... Like I said, information's not that uh, easy to come by all the time. As for Berez, there's an old witch there. Her name's Babalisaka. That's what we've heard, at least. Makes these monsters, scarecrows, she sends out. If you are interested in helping, go into Burez after perhaps maybe visiting Yester Hill. There's a friend of mine watching over her to make sure she don't get up to anything. Her name's Muriel. Muriel Vinshaw. You may be able to find her in the mists around uh, Burez. And at that moment, you know, Davian's face kind of like his eyes widening in horror. And I'll thank you not to fuck with my head, you piece of shit. And he spits on the ground toward Metreon and storms off. I... Did the rest of us catch what Metreon did or no? Uh, I would say that at most Kiva might have noticed that he was a bit... Kiva probably would have noticed given her passive perception, but I... probably no one else. The hell was that about? I, I want to call after him. I, I, I Look, I know tensions are really running high. We're all super stressed because of, of the attacks everywhere, but... A door slams. Davian's gone. There's no point trying to reason with assholes like him. Well, it, it got us enough. Not Did enough it... for me to want to go risk my life dealing with some fucking mountain folk with axes. We right. barely made it out of here. Five of us against four of them. Understood. And I'm with you. But consider this. If we don't keep pursuing leads, we're going to die. And maybe pursuing them is just going to lead us there faster. What's your point? Would you rather die doing something or die when the vampire decides we are no longer worth having around? I don't give a fuck what he thinks anyway, but... Would you care when he is tearing out your throat? Because I do. Because he nearly ripped my heart out of my chest, and I'm not keen to repeat the experience. And what's to say us going and stopping all of his evil little friend's plans is going to make him not want to do that sooner? He... Y'all heard him back at the end. He's interested in us as long as we stay interesting. Now, I don't really have the tools to know precisely what that means... But he said that right after I acquiesced and kind of laid over for him, so I'm presuming he means he wants some sort of, I don't know, defiance or I don't know his he mind. Wants to be I don't need, 
Look, what? I can't be the only one who thinks that this is a bad idea, right? No, uh, you know, but it's a terrible idea. Is it possible to be interesting without risking our lives trying to... I absolutely agree with Amity. I think Amity's plenty interesting, and she's not trying to kill me or ruin my plans. That's not the kind of interesting he wants, though. Yeah, Matreon's right. He needs people like that. They want blood. Was to break our spirits. Yep, literal, metaphorical. I mean, he's already done that for me. So you win, Strahd. I'm broken. I'm. Uh, what the fuck is the point? The point is that we might live a little longer if we play along. It's all a fucking not... game, damn. Damn right. And you know, frankly, I. I do think we're going to die here, but the point is, I like y'all, and I, for one, would like to keep me and you alive for as long as we can, as that helps us figure out either a plan or get strong enough to do something. It's not a happy route, it's not a route I want, but Kiva, I... I don't see another choice. There's another choice. We don't play his fucking game. If he wants defiance, then we won't play. And then we die. And then- If we die either way, then what's the point? You're not doing a very good job of convincing me for this. If we you die, do I need to remind it. you- Do I need to remind you that three of us almost died here? How are we going to stop an entire army of these people? I don't know. I just don't want to- He just stopped. Hey- uh, where's Lillison? Shoot, is she... Alright, she'll be fine. There's not blight around. Is Lillison still around? Lillison, about 15 minutes ago, has left the conversation and gone over to talk to Adrian. Uh, and uh, is just like, uh, Can I help you uh, load those barrels? He blinks at you. Oh, um, she wouldn't mind just uh, getting the door while I proceed. And you find him actually uh, downstairs in the wine cellar in the frosty chill of the air. You can see your breath kind of forming into small icy clouds. Um, you can see that of the three barrels that were here the last time, only two remain. Uh, he has his sleeves rolled up um, and has started rolling one of the barrels over toward the ramp on the uh, southeastern side. When I get to the top there, there's uh, just a few doors in the way to make sure that um, if you could keep them, hold them open for me so I can roll this um, all the way upstairs. Yes, of course. Thank you. Um, and actually, I don't remember if there are any doors in the way, but for the sake of argument, let's say that there is a door that Lillison can helpfully open. Um, regardless, um, Lillison accompanies Adrian as he rolls the barrel up the ramp past the first floor up to the second floor and rolls it into the loading bay up top on the second floor where you can see there the winch down below through the hole in the ground by the cart which you can see is still has the three barrels preloaded you can hear the whinnying and nickering of a pair of horses one of whom you can see already seems to have a saddle and uh, harness set onto it uh, you can see Elvir slowly strapping um, the cart to the horse's harness as 
uh, Adrian nods and begins making his way over to the winch uh, with some assistance from you, if you would like, with your mage hand or otherwise. Uh, he shows you how he attaches the barrel to the winch and using the gears and machinery of it, lifts it uh, just over the side of the uh, railing that borders the hole and lowers it down as Elvir moves to help guide it onto the top, uh, repeating this process for the other barrel until so there are six barrels stacked on the wagon in the loading bay below. Yeah, on the way down the ramps between each barrel, um, Lilith's mm -hmm. just going to casually say, this is terribly kind of your family to, well, from the sound of what your father was saying, it sounds like this might be the last wine, perhaps ever. Well, you never know. There's always some sort of hope that fortune might smile upon us. I know that it's not much, and well, I'm, my father certainly likes to dismiss me as naive, but I like to think that, you know, when things are dark enough, there might be a bit of light. It's not much, and things aren't going to look good for a while, but who knows? Maybe we'll uh, move into turnips or become uh, a potato farm. I can't say. <laughs> well, with potatoes, at least you can make vodka. But <laughs> an intriguing possibility. Likely wouldn't taste good, but as good. But uh, my father might enjoy that. He certainly might need it after today. From the sound of it in the other room, he's uh, not having a pleasant morning. I apologize uh, for his gruffness. I mean, I don't think you need to apologize for anything. But these um, magic things that he was talking about are they are they common knowledge i think that if he didn't mention it he would prefer that you keep it on the quiet of course um although at this point it may be that the cat is out of the bag as it were um given that well uh anyone who might have seeked to take them from us likely already has Ten years ago, my, fam my family's vineyard was the pride of Barovia. Those three stalks of vines. Say what you will about this foliagewood, but our vineyard was pristine. We kept it as best we could, and now, without any of the seeds remaining, there's not much left. I mean, it's been... It's a tradition that goes back beyond my family to the Kreskovs before them and to whatever wizard created this place at its origin however many hundreds or thousands of years ago. Well, hundreds is more likely, I would imagine. But whoever's held the Wizard of Wines has done their best to serve the people of Barovia. And it might take a little while to figure out what that looks like unless we can regain what's been taken. You said there was three of them, but your father only mentioned where two of them might have gone. He winces as he turns over the final barrel and begins rolling it across the floor. Yes, that's um, a bit of a dicey matter. I would suggest asking my father instead, but it likely would not be a very productive conversation. If... Well... You said you came from Vlocky, right? From the inn there? 
Well, most recently, yes. Is Erwin still running it? Yes, he and Danica and um, their two little boys, although I don't think the boys uh, help run it so much as uh, cause trouble, but they're, they seem to be doing well. He kind of pauses for a moment. Glad to hear. Usually I'm not the one to make the deliveries out there, but I'm glad to hear that. Well. As it may, um, I imagine that I'll likely be accompanying you. My father seems to uh, wish that I help organize this, which I can't say I blame him. So I'm sure we will be traveling to Velaki if you care to join us. But I'm glad to hear that they're doing well. But sorry, I'm off. I'm wandering off. Um, the question you asked about what happened to the the first seed, the gem that was first lost. Should you catch him in a good mood? Then I imagine he can't be otherwise after this delivery. You might ask Owen. He might be able to tell you more. Ah. Hmm. But I would caution you against asking unless you feel you truly must know. There are some bad memories with that story. I see. For me, this is just a matter of curiosity, but it does seem from everything your father has said that for you and for all of Barovia, the matter of finding these is much more grave. It would seem so. And at this point, he's kind of rolled the barrel all the way up and you're helping him once again uh, attach the winch to the barrel as he slowly prepares it. There's a slight ticking sound as the gears grind and the mechanism and machinery. My father can be a bit melodramatic at times, but he's certainly correct about this time. Without those seeds, there's... Well, I know that wine... Alcohol is all no panacea, but the shadow of Barovia is not lifted in a very long time, and without that, you do what you can to keep spirits up, you know? And I fear what might become of our country folk if we can't do what we can to bring that little bit of warmth, that little bit of comfort. Do you understand? Yes. Each of us just does what we can. And if you can't do anything, that... I mean, if you can't do everything, that doesn't mean you do nothing. <laughs> Perhaps. At this point, the barrel settles into the wagon with a comfortable thunk, and Adrian nods and begins raising the winch. He steps off the mechanism and turns to you with a smile on his face, a genuine one. Perhaps. But perhaps for now that's not entirely my decision to make. But thank you for your help. She smiles at him and uh, says, are you looking forward to this journey and uh, perhaps seeing Erwin? <laughs> I should say so. It's been a while since I've seen my uh, brother and sister-in-law, let alone my nephews. 
it'd be nice to spoil them for a bit. Though perhaps I don't bring over much, but... It'll be nice to see family. I've missed them. She just nods with an understanding look. Um, you know, it doesn't bring up anything else. And uh, says, well, shall we head down then? Let's show. And he kind of nods, still smiling, and begins making his way uh, back into the fermentation uh, room. And at this point, I imagine... Uh, as Davian has stormed out and the conversation amongst the other simmers, uh, you see Lillison enter from the second floor alongside Adrian. Oh, there she is. Adrian, Adrian kind of like looks over the temperature of the room, kind of like winces a bit and murmurs to Lillison, right, I'd best go see um, how my sister's doing and uh, just the kids know that uh, we'll be gone for a little while. Uh, do, uh, well, We'll be heading out shortly if you and yours wouldn't mind accompanying us to ensure that we don't run into any trouble on the road. I'm sure that would be, be appreciated. Yes, we'll be ready shortly. Wonderful. I'll meet you outside then shortly. And he nods and makes his way around the balcony to the other side, uh, opening the door to the living quarters area and then closing it behind him again. Lillison has just had a very pleasant conversation and is smiling and then looks at everybody else. Ethrindir <laughs> is right. I mean, if you talk about if we're going to die no matter what, we're all going to die no matter what. And we all want that to last as long as possible. Emily then like sees Lillison come in and is like, we're... Davian's given us a quest. She sort of spits the word out. It sounded more like uh, he gave you uh, an invective, and uh, I was able to find out much more about it from his son. Thank you. He's an ill-tempered man. Yes, yes he is. What did his son say? Well, his son was much more pleasant, and that's not difficult, but he told me a bit about the uh, the history of those magic things and um, said that if they don't have them, they might be able to eke out some sort of other living after they figure things out, but I feel that was just a brave face he was putting on. It also sounds as if there might be um, some family issues, and Erwin might know a bit more about where one of those uh, magical things is. Well, that's good to know. R regardless, we're just at a bit of an impasse. Well, uh, our path directly in front of us seems clear enough. We've been asked to um, escort the shipment of wine back to Velaki, make sure it gets there safely. All right. Yeah, that's doable. And that way we can get paid. Yeah, let's maybe get a move on. Yeah. Don't want to lose any more light. Agreed. 
we can discuss this later when we're just later. Agreed. Um, before we go, uh, Adrian's still in the room, right? Adrian is not in the room. You are alone in the fermentation chamber once more. I'm going to go just find a Markov nearest one and just ask if there's any terraced hills. Uh, You find Dag, uh, who is... uh, Dag. You find him in uh, the uh, printing chamber, uh, kind of working with uh, the teenaged boy to try to, you know, clean and organize it a little bit. Kind of glances up, uh, gives you a smile. Good morning again. Are you uh, planning on setting off soon? Oh, most likely. We've got to deliver the wine back to Velaki. But I just wanted to know, um, this, this is probably a very silly question, but do you know if there's any, I mean, within the mist and all, if there's any hills that are like a bunch of steps, like basically if you like stacked some mesas? I'm not sure that I know the mesas, but if you are looking for a hill with little steps, on, not so little steps on the side, big steps... I think you would be looking for uh, Yester Hill, down south of here. Yeah, and he immediately gets sort of an edge in her look. Um, just to make sure, uh, she's going to try to describe it a little bit more specifically. Like, there's there's some like columnar jointing around the edges. Uh, <laughs> yes, I've not been there myself, but from what's been described to me. It sounds like, uh, it sounds like, yes, you're here. Is there a Not a very friendly place. Not friendly people. <laughs> Is there like a storm at the top with a big egg and a bunch of snakes? I don't know snakes. I mean, I'm sure the woods have snakes, but I do not know if there are snakes on the hill. Uh, I, egg. Hmm. Hmm. I did not know if there is an egg. Very strange question. You are a strange person, though. I like you. But uh, storm, yes, there is storm. Lots of lightning. No rain, though, but uh, very thundery. That is very interesting. Um, <laughs> uh, thanks for letting me know. I, I um, might be back sooner than I thought. She's going to sprint down <laughs> back to the party. All right. And say, uh, just letting you know, just as a fun fact... Um, so you remember how I've been getting on about possibly being sent weird dreams and, and such? Oh, no. Any so, statement that starts with fun fact um, is going to be quite ominous. Go on. That, that is how I tend to talk, yes. But, um, so last night, uh, just a quite abstract one, there was a hill, but instead of like, a slope. It was like a, a bunch of steps going up. Um, you know, like very large steps. G- geography. Um, and there's a big storm raging at the top of the hill. And on the hill, there was a very large egg. Now, before I get to the rest of this, I will then, I, I will preface the rest of this by saying that I just went and asked um who is it, Dag, if there was such a hill that looked like that, just in case it meant something. And they said that, in fact, there was pretty much matching that exact description, Yester Hill is 
basically exactly that, like complete with the storm. Perthrandir puts his head in his hands. Oh, so... So not to freak you out or anything, but what happened was some snakes made out of vines covered in thorns, living plants, swarmed up to the egg and impregnated it. And it hatched into this monstrous, like like the the lights we were fighting, but its its foot was as big as this this winery itself. Um, it proceeded to march down the hill, shaking the ground, uh, march right up here, and squash the house and the fields with two steps. So, yeah. Um, maybe we don't go there. Yeah. I don't know never, how much of no. this was metaphorical. It sounds like it'll be coming to us. Or to them, at least. Yeah, I'm really not seeing why we should be going after this. Where did it go well, after that? After that, uh, after that, a bunch of ravens just swarmed around me, and and I woke up. Weird. Well, I was also flying the whole time, but that's just because it's a dream. Yeah, no, of course. Hi, uh, Emily. About. You said that some of these dreams you've had, they kind of come to be, right? Well, the one I had the night before last didn't. I mean, not as far as I knew, uh, at least. But before that, it was quite vague. But yes, I dreamt that there were some wolves, and then some wolves showed up. And then I dreamt that there were some bats. And then approximately five seconds later, some bats smashed through the window. So those I could chalk up to possibly coincidence, but I think a hill this specific with a storm at the top is definitely not. Yeah, if the layout matches an actual place, that's too specific to be prescient. You don't have past lives, do you? It's not one of your ancestors couldn't have been here. Is that possible? Uh, it is for me, but I don't think tieflings work that way. So if your if your visions come to pass, then it, it seems like they come to pass pretty quickly. Yeah, we got to get we, back to Valaki. We we might want to tell the people here to evacuate. Yeah, are are they going to believe us after what we just after Pow Davian? We kind of left things with him. Davian can sit here and die for all I care, but these other people, you know, uh, maybe okay. they'll be smarter than him. We yeah. can tell Adrian on the way. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, let's... That seems the best route. He seems reasonable. He might be our best avenue to get to the rest. God, I... This is horrible. Should we go and tell Dag? Yeah, I don't know if they're going to believe us, but I think we have a response. If this is... 
that specific. I think we have responsibility to tell them what's going to come to pass, if it even has a chance to. Just be prepared um, for some pushback. Possibly some rude words. Um, follow me, then. Yeah. Emily will go back to Dag and say, so that hill that I was asking you about, just... <clears throat> I know this is going to sound weird, but ever since I got here... Well, not, not ever since I got here, but it, there was this night where I dreamed that I was getting attacked by wolves, and the next day there were some wolves attacking me. There's another night where I dreamed I was getting attacked by bats, and then the dream was interrupted when some bats flew in through the window. And when I described that hill to you, I had never ever seen that hill or heard about it ever. But last night I dreamed of that yeah, I exact up a hand. Miss Emity, was it? Y yes. He kind of glances over to the teenage boy who's been kind of like standing over by the wardrobe, kind of like replacing the shelves, doing his very best to look like he's not listening. Claudio, do you mind leaving us alone for a moment? Uh, go see if your mother needs help. Uh, the the uh, teenager kind of like sighs, uh, grunts, and exits the room. Uh, a few moments pass as his footsteps recede, and Dag turns back toward you. Forgive me, I thought it might be uh, best. It's it's no problem. So, as I was saying, this. Last night, I dreamed of that exact place, which I swear I'd, I'd never known existed before. There was an egg at the top, and a bunch of these giant snake plants impregnated it. And this thing hatched out of it that was bigger than the house. It went, it went down the hill and marched up here, and it, it squashed this whole place flat. And I, I don't know if that's just a metaphor for something that's going to happen. Or if it's just... Look, I, I don't think it's a coincidence. And I don't want to alarm you, but you might not want to stay here. I'm sorry. At this, you see that Dag's face is grim and his eyes are wide as he seems to be looking not toward you, but past you. And as you glance over your shoulder, you see... Stefania Mardikov creating, cradling the baby girl in her arms, her face pale, her eyes dark. That can't be good, she says. She kind of fixes her eyes for a moment. I'm sorry, I couldn't help but overhear, but... You think that what you saw was... Real. I I can't say how much of it might be a metaphor for something, but if that egg hatches, then something bad is coming this way. Stefania smiles, or swallows, not smiles, um, and pauses for a moment and looks down at the little girl in her arms. Right, right. She kind of fixes uh, her gaze into Dag's, and he kind of nods grimly. I don't know how much how easy it'll be to talk some sense into the old crow, but Dag nods. It's worth a try. If anyone can get through to him, it'll be you. Stefania nods, and she turns to you, Amity. 
Thank you. I don't know what exactly your dream means, but if nothing else, well, we knew that they had other plans. We'll keep an eye out until let my father know. I thank you. Stay safe. She nods, and you see that she's kind of fingering the uh, image of a small sunburst that hangs from a necklace on, around her neck. Same to you. May you stay in the sunlight, Amity. She bows her head uh, and makes her way briskly away from the door. We should probably get out of here before the yelling starts. Yeah. Well, right then. Uh, make haste, Rhea. Yeah. Good. And if no one says anything else, we are on that road to Velaki. Yep. Heading on home. <laughs> We're GTFOing. Country roads. We're also relaying right. this to uh, Adrian and Elvira, right? As we're driving? Yeah. We'll let you do yes. it. So uh, you make your way downstairs to the winery. Davia, nowhere to be seen. But as you make your way out to the loading dock, you can see the horses now fully saddled and harnessed. Um, Elvira patting them uh, uh, comfortingly. Kind of glances over at you as you make your way out. They were a bit spooked by uh, those little shambling bits of Mulch, but I think they're ready to go. What about the you lot? Good to hit the road? More than ready, I think. As will ever be. You glance over and you see uh, Adrian already in the driver's seat of the wagon. The barrel stacks tie behind him as he holds the reins and kind of situates himself. Right, all right then. Uh, if that's it then, I think we're all good to go. We should be able to, at this rate, make our way to Velaki uh, by noon. Hopefully we'll have a good time. Hopefully Great. the weather stays as good as well. Is there room to sit on the wagon, or are we going to be walking next please, to it? Please, there, please, There's a little bit of room for one person to sit on the back. There's like a little ledge on the very back of the wagon, but it's not very wide. One, maybe. I vote we give Amity the seat. Yeah, yes. let's put Amity yes. up. <laughs> yep, agree. <laughs> All right. Uh, is Amity, is there space? The yes, absolutely. Um, it's like, it's killing me. Is there space at some point, either on the trip, um, in their rest stop, uh, or before, to for, for Amity to sort of pull Erythrindir aside for for a short aside? Uh, if you'd like to do that now, just before you leave, you're more than welcome to. Very good. So Amity pulls Erythrindir aside and presents him with a heart-shaped palmier with like cinnamon challenge levels of cinnamon. And says, I'm, I'm sorry about everything you've gone through. Thank you so much for sharing that with us last night. I, e even if you do think we're going to die here, I can't imagine going through all of this, dying in the mud, without ever knowing the first thing about you. I, I feel richer for knowing how you could be a hero, and I wish I could be more like you. Erythrindir kind of stares between the proffered sweet and Amity's face, just kind of t 
taken aback. I... I don't know what to say. I... Thank you. I... I don't think of myself as a hero. I don't... I've tried my damnedest not to be, but... That is... Perhaps the kindest thing anyone said to me in a very long time. Thank you. And he will take the proffered break good, bake good and kind of look down damn or look barely down at Amity. She is very tall. And I could say the same. You don't need to tell me your life, but at some point, if you want to sit down, grab a drink and I'd be thrilled to get the chance to know you. We may be on a bit of a timer, but if I'm telling the truth, I'm I've been happier in the past week than I have in the past 30 or so years because I've gotten to get to do see people and know folks like you. So if you ever want to, if you ever want to return the favor, I'm here. I I I really should at some point. I I accept. I'm I'm gonna warn you though. I'm. I'm not a hero like you are. <laughs> well, maybe not, at least of how you think of a hero. But I think you're something else. And he's going to just pull her into a hug. You're a damn good person. Oh, Amity fully accepts this hug, wraps her tail all the way around him. And at any point you can eat the palmier as a bonus action <laughs> temporary hit points. Oh, oh my god! You took Chef! Amazing! I love oh, that. That's so perfect for her. Holy god, god, Amity Chef. is the fucking best of all of us. She is. But yeah. Is she? I will see, right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, he will keep that very safe in a paper bag. Let's hit the road, right. guys. Yep. Gals. Adrian and Elvir nod as you rejoin the wagon. Yeah. Uh, Kiva, Metrion, and Lilith, and I presume already there, taking up yep. their own positions. Erythrymir yep. has got a bit of a distant smile on his face as he rejoins the caravan. All right. Y'all ready to go? Yes, uh, head on. Head on out. Yeah. Back to Velaki. I wonder Back what to Velocchi it is. And Adrian snaps the reins and the horses begin making their way down. I wonder what we missed yesterday not being there for the festival. Please, those people, I'm sure nothing of a note happened. Kiva has this like distant, longing look in her face again, but she doesn't say anything. Uh, 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 Metreon kind of elbows her a bit. Don't worry, love. I don't think she found another girl. So she's safe. I, I don't think she wants a girl. Oh, oh, well, uh, our apologies, Dan. Ah, oh, whatever. You know, if you're interested. A, uh, maybe. I, what am I? What are you proposing? Uh, I don't know. Maybe taking the edge off. Uh. Metreon kind of makes the, the kombucha girl face. Uh, kind of like, 
then he kind of like walks away. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Let's, uh, let's let's stick to the road. She sort of smirks a little bit, but you sort of like she was joking, but there might be something in there that she isn't, and uh, she just keeps walking. JK unless. What the fuck? <laughs> Literally the personification of JK unless. <laughs> what the fuck is this episode? <laughs> and on that beautiful note, <laughs> as the wagon <laughs> continues making its way down the trail of the vineyard back into the mist-strewn meadow, you watch as from the roof of the winery behind you, a lone black raven spreads its wings, taking off from the roof, flying high over looking down upon you as from the vineyard around you and the trees of the Svalish wood, more ravens join it, flying behind this single raven, flying overhead until several dozen, if not more than a hundred ravens are following the wagon as it reaches the intersection adjoining the Svalich road and neither than taking its way north. And that's where we'll end it for today. Well, Whoa. why is that the place? Odd number. <laughs> I really was hoping that you wouldn't end it on that, but nope, nope, <laughs> never. And behind us, you hear gentle crushing sounds. <laughs> <laughs> don't, 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 don't mind that. That's that's just yeah. the uh, the sound of uh, several of our our uh, ship fans' hearts <laughs> breaking. <laughs> Hey, hey, nothing. You people are your own ship fans. Don't deny it. I, I am. I'm not. I fully deny it. I see. I I had a ship and Dragnar ripped it away from me. So now Keep is apparently improvising. We'll see how it goes. Nothing set in stone. Also, Kaya, you might deny it, but you and I both know that of the people here, you, if there were a yearbook award for most likely to secretly have a Pepe Silvia chart of who is shipped with whom, it would be you. Oh, 100%. I mean, probably. I mean, no, because the word secretly is in there. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, that's fair. I, I've, I've got one, TBH. <laughs> you all are degenerates, and I love it. Hand holding, Dragna. That is mm -hmm. the extent. Cute and dates and cheap holding. kisses. Yes. For shame. I totally haven't mapped out the grid. Oh, you have a all grid? Right. I only have a web. Uh, oh my I mean, god. What, what's people. a grid but a what's a grid but a web with style? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> on, on that note, I think that's that about wraps it up for this week's episode. So thank you to everyone for joining us today. Uh we will see you all back in the mists next Saturday. Until then, trust not the words of snakes and take care. Wait, next Saturday? Oh, next, next Saturday. The week after that, shit. Yes, the next yes, next Saturday. Next December fifth. Put your shipping hypergraph in the subreddit. Yes, there are only so many permutations, I believe in you. Fantastic. Unless you're shipping people with Dag. Dag's obviously the breakout character. Dag is married. Oh my god, and? so you're please take us off the air. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs>